you are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On the Washington Football Team with the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Fan Nation, cover your Washington football team. Chris Russell, my normal co-host, is off for today's episode, but you can find him Monday through Friday on the Team 980 or the Odyssey app on the Russell and Medhurst Show. And on Twitter, find Chris at Russellmania621. I am at dharrison82, the show at LockedWFTPod. Today's episode brought to you by Stat Hero, the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner, take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match it's crossover thursday here at the locked on podcast network and joining me to talk raiders and washington football team is your boy q of the locked on raiders podcast also host of the locked on bets podcast you guys have heard about the locked on bets podcast of course because you listen to the show on twitter you can find them at your boy q254 but we're not necessarily here to talk about betting lines q we're talking raiders we're talking washington football team washington football team one of the hottest teams in the nfl right now uh coming in with a with a three-game winning streak Really, this is the game. So by the time this game happens, we're already going to know what's on what's on the line. If the Dallas right. Cowboys lose to the New Orleans Saints on Thursday night, which could or couldn't happen, depends on which Cowboys team really shows up, I think. If the New Orleans Saints defeat the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team defeats the Las Vegas Raiders on the road, next weekend's matchup, the first matchup of the year between the Cowboys and Washington's for first place in the NFC East, which is amazing because Q... Four weeks ago, we were talking to our listeners and we were getting phone calls from our listeners about draft stock and draft positions and who do we think is getting selected. But then you flip it over to the Las Vegas Raiders. Very hot start. Obviously, there's been a lot of drama that's happened since then and kind of and really derailed a lot of that. I'm, I'm convinced that the NFL gods just don't want Derek Carr to ever see playoff football. But the AFC West is the only team in the NFL that had or the only division in the NFL that has all winning records. So, I mean, that's something to be said in itself. What is the current state of the Las Vegas Raiders after the John Gruden debacle, after the Henry Ruggs, uh, the third situation and debacle there? What does that offense look like and what does the team look like? And are they how stable are they right now? Well, that's that's a great question, you know, and it's funny. Uh, immediately after John Gruden's resign uh, from the head coach position and Rich Basaccia took over as the interim head coach, the Raiders won two games in a row. So I thought stability was great. You know, I mm-hmm. thought that, hey, no problem. You know, they they kind of just he's leading the ship and, and these guys are kind of coaching themselves up and they're they're making everything happen. But then the Henry Rugg situation happened. And well, that was uh, tragic, you know, and that was right. uh, they ended up losing their their teammate. Uh, he's no longer there. They released him after the fatal accident where uh, young lady lost her life along with her dog lost her life which is tragic uh here in the las vegas community but yeah man it was it was just weird because then they they went into the the bye week on a, a, a you know winning and they were five and two and then they came out of the bye week and they had everything in front of them and they proceeded to lose three in a row so they started off hot and then they got really cold and they really needed that victory on on thanksgiving to snap out of it and i don't know how far removed from snapping out of it they are you know what i mean i don't mm-hmm. know if they're really back yet i don't know if that meant that okay now they're they're ready to go play and finish off the season really strong or if that was a one-off situation we'll find out on sunday depending on how they play against the washington football team but i'll tell you man offensively they were struggling defensively they've been playing well all season long not lights out you know, mm-hmm. not top five, top six or seven, but, you know, they're playing good enough to win games, but the offense was struggling. They were struggling in the red zone. They were struggling early in the game. They were having to come back. Even even the games they were winning, they had to always make a comeback. They were starting these games really slow. 
Well, on Thanksgiving, they scored on their opening drive of the game offensively. That's only the second time they've done that all season, which should tell you all you need to know. It's just mm-hmm. hasn't been pretty. So uh, I'm interested to see what Raider team you're going to get. It's been a roller coaster ride. Like you go to the amusement park, that's what it's been. It's been a roller coaster ride all season. Just don't know exactly what you're going to see from this team. I want to say that they're, you know, they're back feeling, feeling themselves and feeling good and thinking that they can make a run and potentially end up in the playoffs. But uh, it's really going to be a work in progress. They got the key parts. They got what they need to do it. They just got to go out there and execute. And execution has been a major problem for them, especially after the bye week. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, Washington football team fans couldn't have been bigger Raider fans last thing or on you know on Thanksgiving uh, in that win over the Dallas Cowboys. And you talk about these two teams and kind of where they're doing well, where they're struggling statistically, right? The, the Las Vegas Raiders have the second best passing offense in the in the NFL right now, two hundred ninety six and a half passing yards per game. But you kind of just hit on it, a lot of comeback victories and all those. So how how much you know stats don't tell the numbers. We talked about this when you were asking me questions. Stats are always. Uh, can be a little bit misleading. How much of that number two overall pass offense rating is real and how much of that is a result of other struggles? You know, I think a lot of it is is real, honestly, because Derek Carr has been throwing the ball around the yard really well. I mean, right now, currently, statistically, he leads the league in yards, which is great. But like you said, stats don't tell the whole story. It's good that he's able to throw it around the yard and get a bunch of stats. Problem is the red zone offense has been atrocious. It just has not been what it needs to be. There's a reason why Daniel Carlson just won AFC special teams player of the week because he had to kick five field goals on Thanksgiving. You know, I mean, that's that's something that you can't do you're not going to win a lot of football games if you're consistently settling for three instead of getting six points and then an extra point I mean it's just it's not going to work and the Washington football team on their three game winning streak they're not giving up a whole lot of points when the Raiders score 30 plus points they win games I mean that's just what they do all their six wins that they've had this year they've been in the 30 point range I know Washington the last three games hasn't given up 30 points so I mean you can't settle for field goals against this team because if you do you'll allow them to stick around and could potentially win that game or or else they'll just run away from you and win that game so uh yeah the yardage is great having different guys to hit 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 out of the you know he can hit guys out of the backfield he can hit the tight ends whoever it is waller uh, moreau whatever that's fine he's got wide receivers that can make things happen but man it's always when it gets down to the red zone what are you going to do there that has been the biggest kryptonite for the raiders this season is the struggles in the red zone yeah, and Washington football team fans can can relate. I mean, a lot of a lot of our listeners probably laughed a little bit when you mentioned red zone struggles. The, the Las Vegas Raiders, twenty eighth in the league in red zone offense. The uh, Washington football team still dead last in the league in red zone offense, but they've looked better. Uh, kind of like you mentioned, coming since coming out of the bye, they've definitely looked better. There's not 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 good enough yet to start climbing out of that hole a little bit. And if there's anything that's going to give the Washington fans a little bit of confidence, it's the 32nd ranked red zone defense that the Raiders are also bringing into this contest. The way that Washington is probably going to attack this Raiders defense is first and foremost, but with the running attack, I mean, uh, Antonio Gibson, a career high 29 carries just, just last weekend. Uh, Maybe, maybe you see more JD McKissick. If it's, if ever all the expectations are true and he'll be good to go for the weekend, probably expect to see more Jared Patterson, but either way, you're probably going to get a two or three headed rushing attack uh, aimed at that that Raiders defense. And then if the Raiders defense has a little bit of trouble containing that has to come up, you're going to see them try to exploit that with Logan Thomas, Ricky Seals Jones, if he can return. And even if he can't, John Bates, the rookie uh, this year has looked fairly solid, not great, but fairly solid, probably a poor man's Foster Moreau uh, for Raiders fans. Um, 
which part of that of what I just said? Obviously, we know about Terry McLaurin, right? And and, yeah. and, and Curtis Samuel hopefully will be returning for his second, you know, bigger uh, expanded role with this offense. But from what I just talked about, the short game, the running backs, the three running backs to stay healthy and stay fresh, and then the tight ends as the defense creeps up. Which part of that gives you more concern and more pause for the Raiders defense? And which part of that are you more confident in? Well, the secondary, believe it or not, I feel pretty confident in Casey Hayward's had a really good season outside of last week against the Dallas Cowboys. He he struggled uh, going up against um, uh, what's his name now? I forget his name, but uh, uh, he had a big he had a big game against him. Uh, I forget Gallup. Michael Gallup had a big game against him. So he struggled against him, but he's done really well all season long. And. Uh, no matter who's on the other side, it's been uh, Brandon Faison as of lately, which is a guy that the Raiders actually picked up off the Chargers practice squad, but he was familiar with Gus Bradley's scheme. He's done really well also. And then the rookie, uh, Trayvon Mary, got a TCU, the, the first-year guy. He, uh, he's he been doing well uh, at the back end of the, the secondary, the, the free safety position. Jonathan Abrams has been up in the box, similar to what we were talking about Landon Collins. Uh, he's been playing that role. So I feel pretty good about the secondary and what they can do. Uh, my biggest question is stopping the run. You know, the Raiders' defense, has not been very good at stopping the run. They held the Cowboys to 64 total yards rushing, which surprised the mess out of me because, again, they just have not been good when it comes to stopping the run. Uh, I expect to see just nothing but, I mean, not nothing, but a ton of runs from Washington, and it's going to be up to the Raiders to stop them. But that's the Achilles heel. That's where the weak link is on the defense. Uh, For the most part, they get to the quarterback with the front four. You know, the secondary does their job. I think they do a heck of a job, as a matter of fact. But, man, uh, that that run defense has a lot to be desired. And so if they could put up a performance like they did against the Cowboys, uh, against Washington, stopping the run, I like their chances. But if, man, if they get 100, 120, 130 yards, they get cooking, get running downhill like they like to do, Mm -hmm. then it could be a long day at the office for the Silver and Black. More coming with myself and your boy Q on this Crossover Thursday edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. And we're doing all of this thanks to our friends over at Stat Hero. No one plays da- daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house and head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineup before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This is never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what Daily Fantasy should be one-on-one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Using the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Washington running backs combined for more touches uh, against Seattle than Russell Wilson did. And for those who don't catch the significance of that, the quarterback obviously touches the ball every single snap. So the running backs for Washington had more snaps than the entire Seattle offense uh, just last week. So they're definitely going to be accommodating. However, if and when they the Washington football team does pass, because they obviously are going to pass every right. once in a while. Taylor Heineke has three games this season where he's thrown for less than 30 pass attempts. And in a passing offense or a passing era in the National Football League, that's somewhat rare. Um, but he's still going to have to throw the ball. 
his his go-to guy is, is Terry McLaurin for obvious reasons. Terry McLaurin yeah. uh, still potentially one of the most underrated players. It kind of reminds me of Levante David with the Buccaneers. When everybody is saying this guy is the most underrated player, he may not actually be all that underrated anymore. So I think Terry is starting to get a little bit of the shine that he deserves. I think one of the better 50-50 wide receivers in the National Football League, and I stopped myself at saying one of the better because I don't see everybody on a weekly basis. So 50-50 balls. It, whether it's Casey Hayward, where it's Merrick, who, by the way, I was, I was incredibly high on Merrick coming out of the draft. I actually wanted Washington to draft him, use Cam Curls as strong safety. I think that would have been beautiful. Anyway, we've got Bobby McCain. That's okay. We'll survive with Bobby. <laughs> who is, is best suited when Taylor Heineke throws it up there to number 17 and says, go get it, Terry? Who is best suited in that Raiders defense to keep that from happening? You know, I think it's got to be the rookie. I really do. I think uh, Trayvon Merrick has shown that he's got the range. You know, he got the sideline to sideline. He's he's at a racer on the back end. He's playing that Earl Thomas role in that old Legion of Boom type defense. And no, he's not Earl Thomas, but he's <laughs> playing that role where a guy can make a mistake and he'll come over and clean it up. He's done that multiple times. Uh, he's had one interception, but he's had opportunity to get two or three interceptions so far this season. Uh, I think he has the ball skills. He just hasn't come down with it. I mean, he's a safety for a reason, but he... Uh, he has that that ability. I think that he is kind of the ultimate cleanup machine. He's the ultimate eraser. Uh, if somebody makes that mistake, he's going to help out. And he hasn't made very many mistakes as a rookie, you know. And, and when he does make a mistake, you see him learn from it pretty quickly. Another guy that I'll say to pay attention to in the in the secondary, uh, and I know he won't really be involved in a bunch of 50-50 balls, but he's a guy to pay attention to is uh, Nate Hobbs. He's the fifth round pick out of Illinois. Mm -hmm. He has played really well. He plays in the in, in the nickel and the slot a lot. Uh, you know, he'll be probably in charge of, of covering whatever tight end is out there or, or any slot wide receiver or, you know, running backs that come out of the backfield sometimes. He, he's he's kind of going to be that guy. He The thing about him is when he does give up a catch, you usually don't get – yards after the catch he usually makes an immediate tackle he's very good in open space where it's just him and 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 the guy with the ball and he finds a way to get him down immediately uh he, he's just he's got a nose for the football and a nose for the for the game so Nate Hobbs and Trayvon Merrick I think those would be two big time players in this game big key players for the Raiders defense if they want to have success uh Merrick for the 50-50 balls and and uh Nate Hobbs just not to make any mistakes out there and and limit limit Washington what they do when, when they do pass the ball yeah, and then looking over at the offensive side of the ball, especially and looking at the early injury reports here, Darren Waller uh, is obviously the big name that sticks out. Uh, back in the injuries, what's listed, did not participate on Wednesday. What are your expectations for Darren? Yeah, I don't think he goes. I, I really don't. Uh, I didn't even know what a, a, a IT band was when they first diagnosed his injury. He left the Cowboy game uh, pretty early mm. and did not return. And uh, apparently it's something that you, uh, you know, I guess it's more common than, than I thought of. But what they do is they, they have to do a lot of stretching and a lot of resting. And they say it's week to week. Rich Basaccia told us earlier in the week uh, he's week to week. But I just don't expect to see him out there on Sunday. Might not see him for two weeks. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Washington football team will not have to see number 83 out there in the field. I just gut feeling tells me he doesn't play. Yeah, and, and that's obviously too bad for Darren Waller, a guy in the NFL that you really like seeing be successful. But obviously yeah. uh, this weekend, at least for the Washington football team, nobody, no fans are going to be uh, too upset about that unless they've got him on his, their fantasy oh. roster, of course. Um, looking at, you know, how how the, the, the Vegas Raiders can put pressure on the Washington football team, the defense still uh, one of the, the least successful defenses in the NFL as far as first drive points, giving up a lot of first drive points to opponents. And the Las Vegas Raiders, if you score early and you don't have a lot of confidence in your ability to score a lot, obviously you want to shorten the game, right? That means running game. Raiders are currently 27th in the NFL in rush offense, but Josh Jacobs, one of my favorite young running backs in the National Football League, where is this running attack the strongest 
Where is it the weakest? And do you have confidence that if the Raiders get a lead, can they can they lean on that rushing attack effectively to shrink the game and then force Scott Turner to throw the ball more than he wants to? No, I don't have confidence in it at all. You know, I really don't. And I hate to say it because I like Josh Jacobs a lot. I think yeah. he's a hell of a running back. I like Kenyon Drake. I think it's a really good yeah. one-two punch, but the run game just hasn't been there this year. You know, it's been really a struggle. Uh, if you look at the numbers that Jacobs has, I mean, he's not even close to 1,000 yards. He's had 1,000 yards his first two seasons in the league. He's not going to get that this year, in my opinion. He's just... You know, it's just not cooking like that. He hasn't had one game over 100 yards yet. You know, so it's just uh, some of it's on Josh. Uh, a lot of that's on the offensive line that's been uh, reconstructed in the offseason. You know, they lost Trent Brown. They lost Rodney Hudson, the all-pro center. They lost uh, their right guard in uh, Gabe Jackson. And then the guys that they had there to fill that void, they thought Leatherwood was going to be the right tackle of the future. He's been kicked in the guard. Their guard that they thought was going to be there, Denzel Good, he tore his ACL the first game, so he's out. Their left guard that they thought they had for the season was Richie Incognito. He hasn't played a down. You know, so there's been so many moving parts on that offensive line. Andre James, the center, is still learning the position. Uh, it just has not been there as far as the run game goes. Now, it did a little bit better. On, uh, on Thursday against the Cowboys, no doubt about it. Ran for like 143 yards. Uh, that was a good out, outgoing uh, performance right there from the run game. But Dallas's run defense is very similar to the Raiders. Not very good, you know. So is that something that they can build on and continue it to run the rock? Because they're going to need it, especially in December. But I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that until I start to see it. And I think, obviously, this will be a huge test against uh, the, the Washington football team, who, like you said earlier, is you know ranked fourth against the run. They're not going to be giving up anything very easily. It's going to be everything they get is going to have to be earned. And so uh, I'm interested to see if that offensive line could actually blow up, you know, some holes and, and let Josh go out there and cook or, or Kenyon Drake go out there and cook, but I'm not counting on it. So I think it's going to be a heavy dose of Derek Carr, Derek Carr, and some more Derek Carr. One more segment coming up on this Locked On podcast, crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Thanks to our friends over betonline.ag, who's got you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head over to the desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code Locked on. Whether you're looking for basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games, whatever the action, don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And then right now, over at betonline.ag, of course, this line can move. It moved a lot before the Seattle game. Uh, Washington was never favored, though. Like, and then that's kind of a something that we were a little surprised about, honestly. And then on a three-game win streak, even on the road, we kind of thought maybe maybe the odds makers would make Washington the favorite here. But right now, uh, Vegas favored to win by two and a half points at betonline.ag as we record. How confident are you? Uh, and, there, and I don't know if you have an official prediction to make just yet, but how confident are you that the Raiders uh, can can cover that spread and, and get those two and a half points? Or should Washington fans, we've got, we've got a lot of gamblers in our audience queue, and, and you are <laughs> one of the hosts of Locked On Bets. So, so a little bit of a freebie here. Uh, so Washington fans, make sure you go check out Locked On Bets for Q hooking you up here with this info. How confident are you in that spread? Well, you know, I, I feel like that the Raiders, and I haven't made official prediction yet, but I do feel like that they should win this game in, in theory if they go out there and play the way they did on Thanksgiving, but I only have them winning by three. So I, I would say that they would cover the the spread, you know, with it being two and a half. I don't think that it's going to be, you know, a, a runaway game either way. I don't think Washington is going to run away with the game. I don't think that the Raiders are going to run away with the game. I think one way or the other, it's going to be a three-point game. I'm giving the game to the Raiders because they're playing at home, but I'll tell you this. 
they have not established a home field advantage as far as dominance and a, a pattern of winning, a habit of winning at home. They just haven't done it yet since they've been playing in Vegas. So they need to do that and make that happen. They're actually have a better record on the road than they do at home, which is not ideal. It's very much less than ideal. So uh, I'm going to give them this one because, again, I keep always leaning back to the home team and thinking that that matters. Uh, but the Raiders haven't proven that it matters yet. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think Washington fans should feel, feel very confident in this game. Uh, by no means do I think that the Raiders are going to run away with this one. I think it'll be very close to the end and would not be shocked to see Washington win by three. And I'm banking on the Raiders to win by three. But like I said, wouldn't be shocked if Washington picks up that three-point W. Yeah, and head coach Ron Rivera, his message as of late, uh, due in large part due to some fan criticism, some media criticism, has been all about worrying about the guys in the locker room, right? The men in the arena, not the people right. outside of it, uh, criticizing and, and critiquing them, uh, so to speak. So he's he's probably got to actually appreciate being the underdogs in this game, and I think Jack Del Rio <laughs> will probably feed on that for his his defensive guys. Q, uh, of course, guys, great information from your boy Q as always on Twitter at your boy Q. Two five four. Find him at the Locked On Raiders podcast, and find him, of course, on the Locked On Bets podcast. You're going to hear that here again in just a little bit. Q, appreciate your time, appreciate your insight. Good luck this weekend. Good luck with the rest of the season. Absolutely, my man. Thank you so much. It was been, it was fun, of course, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a good game on a Sunday. And so, uh, good luck to the Washington Football Team, and we'll see how it all shakes out. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. All right, guys, that has been our crossover Thursday episode here at the Locked On Washington Football Team. Again, a special thanks to your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast for joining us and giving us the information and insight on his team and everything that's going to happen this weekend when Washington visits Vegas. Thanks for making the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out your boy Q again over the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms just like this show. Thank you again for making Locked On WFT your first listen every day. Chris and I will be back tomorrow with our final look at this weekend's matchup. We're going to make our preview predictions. We're going to give you our keys to victory for the Burgundy and Gold looking for their fourth straight win since the bye week. Ain't it a beautiful thing to talk about? Until we meet again, follow me on Twitter at dharrison82. Follow Chris at russellmania621. The show is at LockedWFTPod. If you're out and about, guys, stay safe. Please be kind to one another. Thank you for joining me right here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast.